My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast with the weekly horoscope from Monday, August 23rd, 2021. Now this week, we've just got two transits to look at and a little bit of review of things that have been going on. It's been a pretty significant past week in world events, and we'll talk a little bit about that. And it's been a pretty significant past week in my own personal life events and astrology events. Uh, this past week, we had the Become Your Own Astrologer Workshop, which was really awesome. And you can actually still get that for just a few more days at quietmind.yoga slash astrology workshop. Or you could listen to the audio of that just for this week here on this podcast feed. So you'll probably see that episode before this. But you can get the video where I have a bunch of slides and video examples and you can see my face and other people's faces on the workshop. We had people from all over the world joining us, almost every continent coming together to discuss Vedic astrology, which I think is really cool and uh, really important kind of work to be doing in the world where we're connecting on things that we care about and how we can learn and improve and grow together and better understand ourselves and better understand each other. And that's a big part of why I do this and why I share these things, to get underneath all of the divisiveness and differences, to connect to our true nature and why we're really here, which I think has a lot to do with service, understanding ourselves, growing and evolving together. And that's what astrology gives us those tools and resources to do. And I share seven steps of how to do that step by step, very sequential, very simple. Even if you have zero experience with astrology, I teach you how to start. And if you have a lot of experience, I gave you some next level things to do as well. And if you want to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, the Vedic Astrology Mentorship is now open. And I share about that on the workshop. And you can check it out right now at quietmind.yoga slash astrology mentorship, where I share over a several week period and really for life, you get lifetime access to this and even all of the future mentorship Zooms and live sessions that I do and videos. Uh, so basically, if you want to learn astrology, this is everything I have to offer, very thorough and in-depth, and you have lifetime access and an amazing community. So we've already got a few people joining us in this group, in this new class for fall 2021. We've got an amazing group. A lot of people are very interested who might be joining us. And if you'd like to join us, that's where you can find out more at quietmind.org/astrology/workshop. If you've ever wanted to learn astrology and really learn everything from planets, signs, houses, nakshatras, aspects, dashas, all of the things, the Saturn returns, the Satis, the deeper things, we go step by step through it all, what it means when you have uh, your sun in this sign, in this house, in this nakshatra, I help you learn all of that step by step in the mentorship. And we've got live sessions. It's huge value. I basically put everything I have to give into that. So you can check it out right now if you're interested. And this week, so a little quick review looking back is just yesterday we had the full moon in Danishta Nakshatra. And we had the sun moving into Leo in Maga Nakshatra, which as I mentioned, there were some challenging possible expressions of that. And we did see some of that in world events. And maybe saw some of that in personal level as well with the Virgo debilitated right now. Uh, this full moon time is always a sense of completion and closure and a time for reflection and review, at least for a moment, to kind of take a little pause and inventory of like, okay, this is where we are now. This is where I am now in my life. This is where the world is now. And 
just sort of celebrating the things that have gone well, learning from the things that have not gone well, and deciding how to move forward from there. And Anisha represents wealth. So noticing what you have gained and the wealth that you've accumulated in different areas of your life, whether it be financial, spiritual, emotional, personally, uh, friendships, community, these kind of things, wherever you have developed your wealth and learned and grown in yourself, it's important to reflect on and review. Now, yes, the sun and MAGA energy can be really intense and as I mentioned way back in the Rahu and K2 episode, which is a really important one because that kind of talked about the whole overview of this past several months. It's the whole 18-month cycle until early spring next year. And one of the things in there was talking about how we would likely see this movement out of Afghanistan and sort of this declaration that we are done there finally. And we do have that now, but it, of course it's created a big turmoil and with the MAGA energy, it has to do with ancestors and past and uh, can be things that are like pride or arrogance or uh, tribalism or thinking that there is superiority among different cultures or races or different ways of dividing people that some people may feel superior and create uh, sort of combustible elements of people taking sides and creating more likelihood for volatility, which will continue for a month because Sun is in Leo for a month. And those of you who are newer to me, of course, if you want to test that, just pick up the night sky app and look at the astronomy. Of, you'll see that the Sun is in Leo and not in Virgo, as Western astrology says. Uh, so that's where we're at right now. And there is this a bit of an intense time. There's a lot of protests going on in the world. Uh, a lot of this movement towards the energy of revolution, which I said, as I said, at the end of last year, at the end of 2020, uh, we started this Pluto cycle that is now a 19 year cycle where we are moving towards some sort of revolution in the world. Very likely moving away from the U.S. dollar as the main currency of the world uh, over this I think it'll be in about 10 years where we see that. So we're moving in that direction. We're moving in this direction of revolution. So that means there's got to be people sort of pushed into different camps and sides to battle each other to decide where we go from there. That's uh, the historical implications of this transit, which if you want to gain perspective, I think one of the best ways to do that is look to history. And that's how I better understand a lot of these transits and something I teach on the free workshop and in my mentorship is it's not just about suddenly being psychic and suddenly knowing everything with zero preparation and just you have this magical gift. Some might have that, but a lot of this is also looking at history because history tends to run in cycles, just like the planets go in cycles every year. Sun is in Leo at this time, but there's other cycles on top of it, like the Pluto and Capricorn which hasn't happened since the American and French revolutions. So it adds fuel and intensity to the fire of Sun and Leo. So when we go back through history, we can better understand what's happening now. And if you are looking for a sort of understanding and perspective, looking back at the American revolution and the French revolution uh, can be helpful in different historical contexts. And on a personal level, what I think is important right now is to have a sense of community and tribe and have an ability to be somewhat sustainable and independent from the grid and have water sources at home. I like the Berkey water filter. 
because you could take any water source and have it be drinkable through that filter. It's a little pricey, but it's ridiculously cheap when you think of the long-term of it and um, the long-term benefits of it. So I'm always, that's where I'm, you know, I'm looking at all these transits. I'm thinking about everything and applying it to my own life. And I've been fortunate and I wouldn't call myself psychic, but I've definitely had this sort of sense of where things are going and been pretty accurate in the past, even before I really uh, got so into astrology. And astrology really helped fine tune it and hone that. And one of the things I think we're moving towards is a lot of issues around the climate. And we'll see a lot of issues with power outages, food shortages, things like this over the next several years. Maybe not this year or next year, but as Saturn moves into Aquarius next year, that seems likely one of the implications of it. I need to do a lot more research on that, but intuitively that's where I'm leaning towards. And just here in Austin, it's been really helpful to have uh, that Berkey filter because there's been several days uh, over the last couple of years where we've had to have like a boil water notice and there's issues with our water treatment plant and there's issues with water uh, shortages in the winter this year, this past year. So having a way to access water from home and to just take any water source from a pond even, yeah, even like dirty pond water, could put into a Berkey and it would come out drinkable and safe. Uh, so th having a filter like that is, I think, important over the next couple of years, sometime soon. Um, and having, if you can, some sort of solar power, some sort of uh, ways of sustaining and growing food outside of just shopping at a market. Uh, there have been some levels, minor levels of food shortages here, like when in Austin, uh, which was just overnight. It was just crazy. Overnight, uh, the winter came through and it was, it knocked out the power. So all the supermarkets had to throw away all of their perishable food they couldn't refrigerate. So overnight, all the shelves were empty, except for like the highly processed uh, packaged foods and some of the shelf foods, things like that. So that was to me like a, a omen and i'm always watching for omens ever since my i shared my story recently about uh when i got robbed and there were several omens leading up to that that i ignored and i became since then very attuned to those omens and one of those is the the concern of food shortages and then the massive line around the store and freezing cold weather and nobody has power and even the store is running on backup generators so if you have the means and ability to create some sort of sustainable off-grid living resources. Maybe it just needs to be able to sustain you for a couple of days when these rolling power outages and food shortage issues come up over the next several years. Uh, but I think this is important and a little bit of a off topic from this particular week, but uh, an important discussion because it came up recently in a reading and uh, it's just something that I'm personally applying and thinking about. And it's not to be afraid or worried. There's nothing really to worry about. It's just to be prepared and to be aware that these issues and energies are brewing and developing and stewing. And we are moving in that direction. And uh, that's a cycle that we're in where it's important to have sustainable, independent resources that are not dependent on the power grid or the food chain. And more so on local communities and 
local farmers markets, uh, growing food in your yard if you can. Uh, uh, I have a I don't have a big space to grow food outside or the sunlight access to do that from my uh, location, but I do have a hydroponic garden where I can grow lots of greens and vegetables and it's pretty low energy use with LED lights. So that's an example. It's called a garden with a Y if you're curious about that. It's a pretty awesome investment and to know all my food that I'm, all these greens I'm eating are I know exactly what's in them and where the seed came from and what water was put in and no chemicals and all that. I think that stuff is all general, generally important, but especially over this next decade, two decades really that we're going through. And uh, we see when we see these sort of escalations of instability, violence outbreaks over the past week in Afghanistan, that's an example of to be prepared for these kind of things and to trust your premonitions or omens that you pick up on of like, okay, things are shifting here. And maybe it's time to move from this location or to prepare in this way or to have these resources available and to think long-term and to look back through the cycles of history. And these are things that I teach in looking at transits inside of the mentorship. So without being too serious, uh, too heavy, uh, I really want to take away any sense of fear or worry about any of this. It's not something to be afraid of. It's something to be prepared for and to be intentional about. And it's a Saturn energy. Saturn can be fear or Saturn can be hard work and discipline and thinking long-term and looking back through history and seeing the patterns. And when we see the patterns, it's not that big of a deal. It's just that, okay, there are these forces at play that I want to be prepared for. And uh, I want to find the positives and the, th the opportunities in that. Great opportunities for uh, farms, connections, local connections, local communities, going back to your roots and simplifying, living a little bit simpler life even, of growing your own vegetables, having clean water, not being dependent on external resources that will uh, be volatile. Speaking of volatility, one of the most uh, constantly moving planets, of course, is Mercury or Budi, our intellect. And that moves into Uttara Falguni Nakshatra, this week on Monday, August 23rd, that's today at 7.56 p.m. Central Standard Time. And of course, Mercury is not in nakshatras for very long because it moves quite quickly. So it'll just be here about a week, a little over a week. And then on the Wednesday, the 25th, it moves into Virgo, which I talked about a little in the monthly horoscope and I'll talk more about here today. Uh, so Mercury is the only real transits happening this week. So Mercury and Uttara Falguni, this is a good time this week over uh, really the next two weeks about to connect with people you consider authority figures in your life. This will help you gain new insights and opportunities. And this is, again, always these things I factor in of when I create my offers. So uh, this week, the mentorship is open for enrollment until Friday, and I... Uh, don't necessarily call myself an authority figure, but I definitely have some level of experience and things to share about astrology. Uh, so something like that, somebody you can go to is like, okay, this person knows about astrology, or this person knows about gardening or whatever topic you're interested in right now. And they can help you gain insight and find new opportunities in these areas. You may feel a bit of restless energy right now. I definitely felt that yesterday. Uh, that can happen on the full moon as well, or maybe you feel really tired or really restless or both at the same time or all the feelings. 
Uh, but there's really just a lot of energy available to us right now. And it's sort of about figuring out where we plug into that. Maybe the outlet is in astrology. Maybe it's in your family. Maybe it's in your career. And if you're not plugged into that, it just feels like, what should I do? I'm a little, I could do anything. It's too much. But you've just got to sort of choose to plug into something and just go with that and use that energy in that outlet. So whatever it feels resonant for you to focus on this week. And you could easily be switching from being highly productive to going to social events to having more downtime for yourself. There could be the sort of dynamic energy in your schedule this week. Be mindful of how much you're giving and how much is really coming from love and service. And if there's any feeling of resentment, that's a good sign that it's not really something you're wanting to give. You're feeling like you have to. And it's not going to end well when we do those things. We always want to be giving from a place of fullness, of choice, of care and love and compassion, and not from a place of I have to or I should. And we really want to watch those communications. And Mercury is the communication of our words. Anywhere you notice yourself saying, well, I have to do this. I want to do that, but I have to do this. That is a, every word we say is creating our reality. So that is a spell that you're casting on yourself to say, if you just, just play along with me for a moment, if you think I'm going too far, but it's a spell you're casting where you feel like you are now limited and boxed in and powerless over this part of your life. Well, I have to pay the bills. I have to get the groceries. I have to do that. Yes, there is a degree of like, if you want to stay alive, you have a desire to live, you desire to have shelter and home and family. Uh, you are choosing to do those things, but it's always a choice. You could choose to not want to live and not feed yourself, not shelter yourself. And that is a choice too. So it is always a choice. And to replace the I have to with I get to, or I'm going to, or just the neutral of I am doing this thing. And notice how that feels. And if this is something that you've ever worked with or haven't worked with, just to try it on, see if it resonates with you. But that's something I've always been aware of. And uh, years ago when I was in depression, it was one of the things that I realized that was creating my reality of feeling depressed and powerless by saying, well, I have to go to work and I have to have this job so I can make this money and do this thing. And, and it was very heavy and I just sigh all the time. <laughs> and, uh, and even my coworkers are just like, we all are just kind of trudging along. And it's a choice. It's a choice of being in that situation. And it's not always as easy as just like, well, I'll just get a new job tomorrow. And that that's a sort of false dichotomy to think, well, I can't just quit. Well, no, you can't just quit, but you move in that direction. And you start to make one little choice of I want to, uh, like for me, it was I want to meditate more. And I started to meditate on my breaks at work at the job I didn't like, but I could uh, find a space, five minutes, to just sit and meditate. Right? We can always just find a small opening. And that five minutes of meditation became 10, became evening, became morning, became going to meditation classes, became going weekly to classes, became going to <laughs> eventually teacher training to become a meditation teacher and meditating and 10-day retreats and it just like it just expands as so you find those little cracks of openings of like well i want to do this and it just becomes bigger and bigger and bigger 
And you got to start somewhere, though. You can't just, well, you can do whatever you want. Uh, but if you are feeling like you want to make a change in your life, uh, and if you're feeling like the way that you're giving and serving and loving right now is not in alignment, to look for those little small ways that is in alignment, that are in alignment of, uh, you know, I feel obligated to connect with my partner in this way, but it would actually be kind of fun if we did this and try this and, uh, you know, just, just little, little ways that eventually become much bigger things if we go in that direction more and more and less in the direction of have to, should, resentment, they're, they're making me, I don't get to, these kind of voices are all choices and what we communicate creates our reality. So I firmly believe that through experience and observation that we are casting spells with every word we say. And I'm not a huge magic person. I actually don't know much about real magic uh, in, that, in that sense of like strictly studying it. But I am well aware of the importance and power of our words to create our reality. In the beginning was the word, right? And that's where all creation comes from. And in yoga practice and tradition, Vedic tradition, Om is that word, the sound of creation, the sound of the universe. And it contains all other sounds. And from that, when we connect with that, we're connecting with our pure creative essence. So if you're looking for a mantra to chant this week, Om is always a good one, but especially this week. And it's a good time to be doing some deep inner work, kind of like the things I was just talking about, not masking your feelings, not being inauthentic, uh, being authentic, sharing your feelings. Things like pranayama, things like therapy, healing modalities all help channel this energy this week. And so that's all really just talking about Mercury and Uttara Felguni. So that's just one little nakshatra. Uh, if you have this in your birth chart, these things are constant themes in your life. And whenever I'm doing these uh, weekly horoscopes and I get into these details, check your chart. If you've got a planet in Uttara Felguni, you just take the emphasis on communication and put it on the area that you have. If it's Jupiter, your teachers. If it's Venus, your relationships. If it's Sun, your authority and your creativity on all of these qualities I just talked about. Now, Mercury in Virgo, it's there for 27 days. And then we go into Mercury retrograde next month. So if there are any big contracts to sign, communications, business dealings, uh, big decisions to make, ideally do that before Mercury goes retrograde at the end of next month, which is September. And uh, if you have any big tests to take or anything that requires sharp thinking and intellect and intelligence, doing that during this time, if possible, uh, Mercury in Virgo is a very, very positive place for our thinking and analytical minds and understanding things and logical, linear, step-by-step -step conclusions. And that's a big part of my approach to teaching astrology. It's logical, linear, step-by-step, -step, so we can learn piece by piece and how they all fit together. That's a big part of how I do my mentorship and what I share here is just like, what can I apply? How can I apply this to my life? What is the practical implications of uh, some big ball of gases and rock uh, moving to some other position of the sky. What does that mean? Right? And that's why I try to be very practical and direct. And an example of somebody who has Mercury in Virgo, not me, it's Bill Gates, who, of course, is very, very intelligent, very sharp mind and intellect. 
but also a bit cold and emotionless and not the most emotionally available or attuned person uh, because that is the nature of Mercury in Virgo. It is more analytical. It's not as much emotional and connecting. Uh, but it is play to its strengths. And we always play to the strengths that we do have available to us. So there is a direct connection right now between earning and learning over the next 30 days. If you're wanting to increase your income, it's a good time to increase your education and learn things that can help you increase that income. Maybe it's working with a business mentor or working on your business, analyzing your numbers, busting out the spreadsheets that I love so much, things like this, and applying your intelligence to increase your income. This is called a Bhadra Yoga, and this is the most positive placement of Mercury. So a lot of positive energy. And those of you who watched the free workshop, as I talked about, it's what is a positive yoga or positive energy or exalted planet? What does that mean? Uh, that's basically, there's a lot of resonance. Mercury qualities next to Virgo qualities, almost complete resonance. Everything, you just line them up. It's just really, really resonant. And uh, speaking of being in resonance, I'll just change my little title cards there. We're talking about Mercury, Mercury and Virgo. Uh, so, Bhadra. What does Bhadra mean? Bhadra Yoga. It means auspicious, blessed, fortunate, prosperous, happy, a lot of good stuff. And that's all around our intellect and intelligence and logic. Work step by step in an orderly way and be resourceful. You're paving the way for profound insights and brilliant intuitions at this time. As positive as it may be for your mind, it can be easy to get too heady, too intellectual, and not as much emotionally connectable. So be mindful of overthinking things and expecting too much, being too critical, especially because this is ruling over a debilitated Venus right now. So massive Virgo energy, Mercury energy on top of the Venus, love energy. So we might be overthinking our communications, nitpicking our partners, overly critical. And that really comes down to starting with the relationship to self. So be kind to yourself. Treat yourself how you'd like to be treated. And then it'll be a lot easier to treat others how you want to be treated and treat the people closest to us. And that's the sort of paradox is we're often the meanest, most critical, most judgmental of the people closest to us who we often love the most. And that can be tough because we're the most intimate and most vulnerable, most open, most exposed. They see all of our flaws. We see all of their flaws that they hide from everybody else so well. We see it all, right? So we want to be mindful to be kind about those things, be compassionate in the same way that we would like to feel care and compassion from others. And it, yeah, so those are the main things to watch out for. You could have low libido at this time. Uh, not as much sexual or sensual energy in the relationship. Again, kind of overthinking things. It could be a nervous energy, digestive issues. Uh, so make sure you're taking care of your digestive tract with things that help you for that, which uh, could be like Trifbala, the the supplement that is really great Ayurvedic herb that is great for digestion, or fennel or cumin. Uh, things like this, uh, these spices and herbs and seeds and things that can help improve digestion, peppermint tea, uh, whatever you find helpful, licorice, you know, if you have any digestive issues, taking a special care of that over the next month. Yoga asana helps immensely all the time, but especially here for getting out of your head into your body. 
and this can be channeled into taking action in teaching, designing, learning topics that are really deep, like mathematics, sciences, astrology, Ayurveda, yoga, going deeper into studies over the next month. So using the analytical mind to finish that book you've been wanting to read or the book you've been wanting to write. Because Mercury is going retrograde next month, so we've got this last little rush here to use the positive, very, very positive energies of Mercury here. And that is over 27 days from August 25th. Now, next week, we'll talk about the upcoming transits and the uh, horoscope for the next month, for September. And we'll go deeper into that. And this Friday is when enrollment closes for the Vedic Astrology Mentorship and uh, when the free workshop goes down. So I just have this up now so I can focus on enrollment this week. Check it out. Feel free to ask questions. I will be posting more bonus episodes talking about the mentorship and giving you more astrology insights and a little bit of behind the scenes kind of lessons that I teach inside of the mentorship. If you're curious, you can get the free workshop, Become Your Own Astrologer, right now at quietmind.yoga/astrologyworkshop. And you can watch the video there. You can also just listen to the audio here on the podcast. If you want to join us in the mentorship, it's going to be an amazing group. We've already got an amazing group joining us. Quietmind.yoga slash astrology mentorship. I'm super thrilled and excited to share this. And I uh, kind of refuse the call, as I mentioned before, on my own hero's journey, that we're all on our own hero's journey. And I was like, oh, not, I don't know if I'm ready to really focus on that yet or teach that. And uh, a few people reached out late last year and really encouraged me. They, they asked me, would you do something like this? And uh, I put it together and really happy with how it turned out. And I got amazing results. You can see their feedback on this website and their testimonials. And they loved it. And they're still there. So they're there to help support you in your journey as we sort of snowball and build this community of astrologers around the world. Uh, somebody, Ben, asked on the workshop, you know, can there be too many astrologers? Like, do you think it's a good idea to just start training? Like, all these new astrologers and maybe they'll have podcasts and they'll be out there and competing with you. And really, I don't see it that way at all because if I were to do a reading every single day for the next 30 years, that would put me at a little over 10,000 readings. 10,000 readings in 30, that's doing one a day. And that's more than I current, like I don't schedule myself to do more than that. That's that's too much. Uh, that's I like to really focus on each person I give readings to and have space around it and do my other yoga stuff and all that. Um, so I don't book myself to have multiple readings all week, all days, and all this stuff going on. Um, so I can't do more than like 30,000 readings in my life. Like that's that's sort of like the max. And that's only a fraction of a fraction of the world population. So we need more people uh, like Kimberly in Australia, who just graduated the last class, and Becky in the UK, and everybody around the world uh, who's joining us in this next class. I can't reach all those people. I don't know those people. I don't have those connections. Uh, I can reach people who resonate with this podcast and resonate with my style, but it's different than everybody else. It's differently, different than Ben's style will be, and, and Cole, and everybody else who joins this group. Uh, you'll find your own unique style and your own unique audience, and people will resonate with that. And they'll go to you for readings and not me. 
And that's totally awesome. And that means that I get to help share this with more people indirectly and more people get to benefit from this thing that really made a massive change in my life and helped me get through a lot of struggles and challenges as I talked about on my personal episode recently. So there cannot be too many astrologers. There can't be too many doctors, nurses. There can't be too many Ayurvedic practitioners, yoga teachers, uh, farmers, right? We need these things. As long as people exist, we need these people to help do their share and contribute to society. And we all help create this world where these are the kind of things we get to explore and learn about and grow with, which I think is really, really cool. It's much rather there be more astrologers than more whatever, you know, people who are hurtful or manipulative or harmful in the world. Uh, and we get to share this thing that otherwise would just be kind of lying dormant in history or dormant in yourself or dormant in each other of not understanding this incredible science to better understand ourselves, bring out our gifts and share them with the world. So hopefully you found this episode helpful and can check out the free workshop, check out the mentorship. And I look forward to sharing more with you on this week's bonus episode. So stay tuned on the Quiet Mind Astrology podcast. And I better play my music before I get too close to the end, right? So <laughs> there we go. All right. So thank you for listening and I hope you have a great week ahead and look forward to sharing more with you next time on the Quiet Mind Astrology podcast.